Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome to Voice Coaches Radio. My name is Bethany and I am your host today. Josh is out and I have Greg Adela with me. Yes, what's up? How's it going? Well, everything's great. Everything is great. I like those glasses. (laughs) Oh my God, thanks. Are they new from the holidays? No, oh no, no. I've had these for, I have like a collect, I'm a glasses connoisseur. Is that right? Yeah, like I have really terrible eyes and I can't wear contacts, so yeah. I like me took it upon myself to have to build a collection of glasses so that I don't feel um disabled by it. Does that make sense? Like sure, I, like I you like... want it's celebrated. It's like a masquerade for you every day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, awesome. masquerade. I, I dig it. Yeah, so it's more. I treat it like an accessory, and sure, um, and then I enjoy it. So. Well, they're nice. Oh man, thanks, Greg. You're, You're so sweet. <laughs> so I, um, so the story behind Greg is, yeah. is that like I have been doing radio, and like we have a million mutuals, um, but we've never met in real life. But I know of your work, and I'm impressed. So I was like, Thank let me you. get this guy in here. Yeah, thanks. No, we do know uh, a, a great many mutual friends, and. Um, what was the question? No, there wasn't. No, I'm kidding. No, there wasn't. We do, and I'm, it's real. I'm glad, glad to meet you in person. And I think this is you got a nice setup here, and yeah. I wish you guys a lot of luck with it. I've known Thank David you. for you know quite a number of years, and uh, I hope it's uh, you know stands out amongst the field. He's of course talking about David Bourgeois, who is yeah. uh, the owner here at VoiceCoaches.com, and it's a this is a really cool place where we like teach people how to do voiceover. And yeah, it's, it's a great space. I've I've done you know uh, work here uh, for some posts for a couple movies, and it's they're always you know they treat me well, and it's really uh, it's a good place. Nice That's, space. It's, it's uh, oh, it's beautiful been here. About here. A half it's, dozen times. Yeah. it's really nice. That's why I wanted to talk to you because I sure. know we teach people how to make money getting paid to talk. Oh, hello, folks. Uh, <laughs> and I know <laughs> yeah, that right. you, a big yeah. portion of your career of your business is getting paid to talk. So yeah. I sort of just wanted to know what made you decide to do that. How did you know that you should go in that direction, and 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 why do you like it so much? My, I'll sum up my career. It's going to take like five minutes. Is that right? Sure, I'll sit down. But no, but I want you feel free to interject. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I'm from a large Italian Irish Catholic family. I'm one of eight children. Okay, I have Whoa. four older sisters, two older brothers, and a younger brother. My father's. Um, I'm from Albany, New York, originally. My father's a Siena grad. If people are familiar with the area, and. Um, uh, we have a family business that's 75 years old this year in, in Albany. It's called Quail Auto Sales, small auto dealership in Albany. Okay. My grandfather came from Sicily and started it. So in 1981, my mother had passed away of breast cancer. Now my father never remarried and raised us all. Wow. And there, here's how it's, here's the genesis of it. Ready? So when when my mother had passed, he said, "Listen, three things are going to keep us together." He goes, "It's going to be love, teamwork, and humor." So every Sunday in my life growing up consisted of Sunday where we went to mass and then my father cooked breakfast and then we went to my grandmother's house. And she was this is my father's mother who had this attitude. And she said, listen, you get an opportunity. When we were kids. She'd say, uh, you got an opportunity in life. You say yes to it. Anything's possible. You can do it. Just say yes. Stay positive. Every week she had a new joke. Okay. So it was like this void that was filled after my mother died. Well, my whole family is hilarious. My father's got great wit. 
So as hard as things are, we would just laugh through them. That's how a lot of people deal with tragedy. It's a hundred percent true. It, I, I really feel it, it's coming from at least my situation. It's one hundred percent true. Yeah. And but it's united us. And you know, I've I've written about my family for in in magazines about you know my father's story to keep us together. That's where the humor came. So in high school, I played like I was a late bloomer. Okay, so I I hit puberty in like ninth grade. I wore braces for five years and I played the trumpet for ten. Okay, right, and it was great because I love. I still play music to the day, so I love music. Band kids are the best. A hundred percent. What's up, band kids out there? (laughs) Are you? Are you band? Oh. I am loving. I play tuba. No and, way, sweet. Yeah. To the day? Yeah, I mean, I don't have one. You got to bring that on your show. We need to spice it up. The intro music needs to be like. Burp, burp, burp. Oh, that would be awesome. You should do a tuba <laughs> intro. Yeah, that'd be great. I think I'll work Why on not? that. Why not? I love it. I love it. So um, you played trumpet. I did, and then a couple, a couple of the. Um, I did. I hosted like battle of bands and variety shows at my high school. Okay. And then uh, in my senior year of college, I had the spring semester, I had some free time. So they were like, you could take some courses of what you'd like. I was like, okay. So I took a theater and an acting uh, class and uh, we had to do a skit at the end. And uh, it felt felt good. The professor who's still in my life uh, pulled me aside and said, you know, you should continue with this. And I was like, I had no idea what to do. Um, my mother was a business school grad too, but she was into the Broadway shows and painting and writing and stuff. And, um, so two years after college, I saw an advertisement in Albany, New York, um, with a a local magazine, uh, sort of, um, you know, like the, the village voice in New York City of that nature. Mm -hmm. And so it was looking for performers to perform stand-up comedy with Colin Quinn from Saturday Night Live. Oh, I love him. Now this him. is June of two. This is June of two thousand one. Okay. And uh, so my family grew up just watching the funny movies and just ridiculous, like my brothers and I. Yeah, of course we were the Stooges. Like that's what we watched. It was this great united thing when we were growing up and kids and always around comedy. And so uh, he was doing a. I think he was over in, it was in Troy. It was on the Sage or the Sage um, school there, their campus. I think it's pronounced okay. Shat Theater or something. Forgive me if that's incorrect. Forgive me. It was, it was like an open mic so, night? No. Or it was like what? It was, like, he was, it was called Second Chance Sports. I don't know if they even exist in the Capital District anymore. Okay. Perhaps they do. Okay. But they were a great organization that gave uh, Second Chance Sports to um, underprivileged children. Okay. okay. So it was a nice program. And so, and it was a. T- um, Bethany, it was it was a puny little advertisement, and so I was like, "Well, hell yeah, I want to. I always want to do stand up. I'm and I in. Mean, what are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do? And I had funny friends, my friend, you know, family. So, but Greg, I called. Like, the difference between just was, being funny was, and here, like, but you know, you said what got me into it. It yeah. was it was this thing of just doing it uh-huh. and saying it was, yes. Yeah, it yeah. was my, my grandmother. See, that's why I started with that to yeah. understand that. <laughs> So sorry for the long story. No, folks. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I hope you're curled by a fireplace with a nice <laughs> pipe, <laughs> perhaps a loved one on a bare carpet and a glass of wine. That's, um, that sounds so great. I called. This is exactly how uh, I'll truncate the story. So the I called the number and I said, "Yeah, I'd love to be part of this show." And the guy, you know, of course, and you know, I've been producing shows for 14 years now. He asked the the perfect query of, you know, uh, well, you know. Can I see a video? And I'm like, no. 
I don't have any. He's like, well, I can't help you out without a video. One week went by, I called him back. Okay. And asked him the same question. I want to be on the show. And he's like, did you call me already? And I said, yeah. I, said, I told you I can't help you out without a video. I said, okay. And this is all the day of VHS. So it's like when he says yeah. video, he's... Yeah, like they a, really meant video. Like yeah, cassette. even my start yeah. of my career, like a, a year in, mm-hmm. um, which is 17 years ago, was, you know, some people only wanted VHS. Isn't that crazy? What changes? You know what I mean? It's I nuts. Yeah. Uh, so he said no. So the third week, something, I swear, Bethany, we were talking about this off air. It's yeah. true. Something just said, just do it. You're not harming anyone. Just answer the call. Yeah. See where it leads. So I was like, okay. So I called him again. And I love the tenacity. Yeah, he says uh, that's the Sicilian, the Sicilian stubbornness. Right? They <laughs> for, for sure, yeah, part Irish. But um, so uh, I called, and he said, uh, and and this is true, by the way. Uh, he goes, um, "You don't have a video." I said, "No." I said, uh, um, and he said, "Have you ever performed?" This is so ridiculous, but this is the absolute truth. Probably shouldn't even admit, but this is how goofy the truth is that I said to him. And I said, no, I've only performed on Amtrak and Southwest, and they don't allow me to tape it. <laughs> this is true. There was a long... Because think about it, where we've come in our career, and you hear all different crazy stories and calls, yeah. right? Yeah, So there's a long pause. And I immediately thought, I'm like, oh, this guy, I think, hung up on me. Right. <laughs> so he goes, I'm going to call Colin. I'm going to talk to him, and I'll call you back in two <gasps> days. Did you freak out? Yeah, because I'm like, this guy's not going to call me back. Right, right. Like, he is why lying would he call to me. me? Why lying. would he call me? He's not going to call me. No. Okay. No. So two days later, he calls me. And he said, uh, Greg, it's Dylan. I said, oh, okay. And he said, I talked to Colin. Colin said, he'll give you 10 minutes. Now, this is a quote. And he said, but you better be effing funny. <gasps> okay. Oh. I had six weeks before the show. So I gathered my family and my friends. We took our funny stories. One of my friends... One of my best friends from childhood, uh, he's he's super smart too. He actually went to SUNY Albany. He was a history and Portuguese major uh, and minor, and he was on Jeopardy. Wow. Yeah. So we smart we people all, are funny. We, we yeah. all came around and we wrote. They put me on first at that show, which was August of two thousand one, in front of four hundred people, and I did t- ten minutes with Nick DiPaolo and Colin Quinn. Wow. And there was a local, I think it was, it's a PIX 106, PIX 106. Okay. The still around or something. Yeah. They, they were hosts of the show. And the, I can't, forgive me the, the host's name. Uh, it was nice to me. Uh, he said, how long have you been doing it? And I said, I, I haven't. I said, this is my first time. He goes, are you serious? It said, takes yeah. people years to get a 10 minute set so together. You're hearing the story how goofy and crazy this is. Cause mm-hmm. seriously, when I get pitched tapes and all that, I, I got to see it in motion. Mm-hmm. This it's the craziest story, how this happened. So that fall, that station had a stand-up competition in Albany. It was over, uh, I think it was five or six week period. Now, I'm not into all those contests and everything, but since it was there, I'll do it. And I won it. Still no had no way. idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Watch how things happen. Right, we got time for this, right? No, yeah, go, okay. go for it. Yeah. So um, I had no idea what to do until that spring. And I heard if there was a club. Now, I played the country and up in Montreal. And, and, and it's, it's great. Now, this place was 50 miles west of Albany. And the owners mm-hmm. who had it did a real professional job. Okay. And it had just opened, and it sat like 125 people at most, and it got. It was called the uh, the Funny Farm, way out past Saratoga, yeah, Saratoga, New York. Yeah, I'm thinking where even is that? Of, God, yeah. Uh, uh, Broad Auburn on Route 29. I remember all this all these years later. So, because uh, this is it's it's the the foot uh, the, the footstone to the past. So we um, 
so they were looking for just opening. They were looking for hosts. So I always liked to host because that's how my family was growing up. Like mm-hmm. my neighborhood was that way. Mm-hmm. It was like open and cool. So I went out and uh, I called, or I, excuse me, forgive me. I called and asked, you know, for an audition and they set it up and I went and then I did. And then afterwards they said, would you like to host, you know, for us a weekend? I said, yeah. So I did. And then after that, they offered me five weeks after that. So it was five shows a week. So it was Whoa. like round and I don't. You know, and then I went on sporadically when I was around for like a couple years. Mm-hmm. And they really ran a professional club. They did. And uh, I learned a lot. And the owner always encouraged me. So one night on a Saturday show, the sec- the, the late show, the end of five shows, the, um, the one headliner was from West Virginia. Uh, his name was Chris Ciardi. I don't even know if he's still out there. Forgive me, but I, I won't forget him. And he, he turned to me and he said, you know... We were sitting, I was had a couple notes out, and he said, you're a really good host. And that meant more to me than anything, like, because I want to bring the show together. Right. You know? Yeah. So he's like, you should consider, he goes, you're organized for the business. He goes, you should consider putting shows on in your hometown, like fire departments and everything. So I was like, wow, I appreciate that. And never saw him since. And a month later, I got a call from my the fire department where I grew up in the Albany area. Mm-hmm. And I did a fundraiser for them, which went on for eight years after that no way so this is what happened so i started building these shows and it was it was great and i was like okay so people were calling me and then i got introduced to new york city scene 14 years ago mm-hmm. and um so by great 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 comedian uh, jesse joyce great comedian and fantastic writer for comedy central and seth mcfarland he's the one who took me to new york city and introduced me to them and I built up my roster and I was doing club shows in Albany because here's the thing. I wasn't a big drinker. I don't know. Like I look, I'm not a, a tight wad. Like I like to have wine. So <laughs> I don't like party and stuff like that because I just rather, you know, have a couple after a show just and relax. it's fun. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was always thinking that way after college. I'm like, I, I always wanted to do something. I want entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I was out in California and this is 04. And I said, you know, I was doing club shows in Albany. And they went on for, um, I did a year and a half when I started out and I was doing these clubs. So there was a radio program in Albany by a guy named Dan Lynch who just passed away. I don't know, he's AM radio. He's a really big giant like talk show host. Mm-hmm. And he was a fair guy, at least to me. This is how funny things evolve. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, oh, geez, he just slipped my mind. The funny, oh God, he's in the um, the music, man. The um the comedian, cheesy. Uh, oh, everyone who's listening can know it. The round face. <laughs> the um, old guy. Yeah. Oh, Christmas sake! He had just passed away at the time. Uh-huh. What the heck's his name? Mm. Oh my goodness! I'm not helping. Oh, I'll come back to it. I'll come back okay. to it to help All the audience. Right. But uh, he had just passed away and said, um, uh, and he said he commented on it that um, comedy isn't what it was when he was growing up. And he thought it was going in a different direction of, okay, I understand how it's the wild, wild west, but there doesn't seem to be as much couth. Mm-hmm. So I emailed him that night and I said, you know, I'm in accordance with that statement, Mr. Lynch. And uh, I said, you know, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. He emailed me back and invited me on a show. I'd never done radio. And someone like yourself who's done radio years upon years. Now, listen, I've never done radio in my life at this point. Wow. That's all. crazy. You'd think... Yeah. You know, comedians and radio go hand in hand, I, you know? I was just starting out. This is 03. I was two years in. Had okay. no idea, right. right? So I go in the next day. We have a great conversation. And 
The next day, I got a call from the Bud Light affiliate in Albany. Okay. And they said they wanted to meet with me. So I did. And they went on to sponsor me for eight years. They did all my promo material, pay for ads, all giveaways, all of that. So I was really, truly thankful for all that. And then, oh, uh, five, I formed my company, which is Radio Gauge Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And that, I, under that umbrella, I produce professional comedy shows, music shows, anything of that nature. And then um, the Brouhaha I launched in 06. Okay. And that's one of the longest running in the U.S. And that features acts, you know, all my roster all been on late night TV from, you know, Fallon. Right, their national acts, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, and then, um, you know, from there, I was really, really fortunate because then I started getting like, uh, I met David and then I started uh, just serendipitously getting like voiceover work. Like I was- We have a great voice, yeah. Thanks, I appreciate that. It was, I was doing Turning Stones uh, radio commercials. There was a casino, you know, Mm -hmm. that and- um, Actually, oh, I'm just, familiar, Greg. Uh, <laughs> you know, have you ever done this? Because this is a first for me. Okay. Right? So I, I just um, recorded one of my friend's home studio locally. It was two months ago. And it was for a company in Ohio who's a, where they represent a company um, in Canada. And this company out in Ohio is really super pro. I've turned a couple of our mutual friend radio people onto them. Okay. Whew, man, they are pro. And they, uh, the company liked my voice for, I just played a single cup coffee maker. How's that for you? You ever done wow. that? Yeah, and you're talking for one of those. Wow, he's the, you are the voice of a coffee maker. No, isn't that ridiculous? That's hot. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and then it just... Um, you, it's in, connections. In, yeah, and then in 2008, uh, I got represented for my first agent for TV and film, and then it just... It, one commercial led to working with other people, and did they come to you, or did you search out an agent? How does that process work? I well, the agent came in. The first agent came in serendipitously. So I was dating a girl. This is how it happened. I was dating a girl at the time, and it was um, an agent and said uh, uh, had she had gotten in touch with her, or vice versa. So he invited us up to his studio. Um, so we'd met, and then there was an audition for a. It was um, not Turning Stone. It was the uh, the, the downstate casino, um, sort of like what's um, in Monticello. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, in yeah. Monticello. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, the, my girlfriend at the time was auditioning for it. So I said, "I'll drive you." And I said, "Listen," I said, "You know, she had never auditioned before, so I had." Um, uh, they invited me into the audition room, which was strange because they had the two directors and they had everyone on the perimeter. That's that's odd. Yeah. Like, that's odd, yeah. But for, for a casino commercial, they want you to go over the top. That's basically the, the secret to it. So uh-huh. you just be ready, come up with an act that, you know, be, be genuine. Yeah. You know, if you're really excited about something, you know, yeah. think of something that excites you. <laughs> like a new pair of glasses, right? Oh, like, my God. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, so we're watching everyone. I'm like, listen, if you want my opinion... I suggest this, like, go over it, like, try this. So she did. The agent turns to me at the end and goes, hey, while you're here, why don't you audition? So I went with two different girls. Well, I got the lead. So I'm like, oh, well. What about your girlfriend? Yeah. You want to know something? What happened? Yeah. Like, well, we continue dating, but I learned a lot about people in the sense of, like, why did you? I go, uh, I go, I don't, I was, uh, that's not in me at all. Like, I'm not in this business for that at all. You didn't do that to take it away from her. Yeah, no, I don't. That's the one thing that I, I stay, I've always steered clear of the business. I don't care. It's just, that's not how I 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just know how I do it. So I was like, what? <laughs> so I like left her there. I was like, <laughs> you can walk home. I'll see you I'm later. a star now. <laughs> I'm the winner. Jackpot. <laughs> you showed your cards. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Excuse me. So then that just led to more it did. snowball it to, effects. It did. It led to AT&T print ad. Then I was the face of AAA. Well, actually that still continues in syndication. And uh, a couple of New York State Department of Health commercials, you know, the colon yeah. cancer. That's yeah. me. Have you been checked? Doing screenings <laughs> in booth two after. <laughs> That's oh what happens after the podcast. You can <laughs> screen for colon cancer. For the colon Why not? Screening. Well, it's, <laughs> oh my God. we care about everyone. Oh my God, I'd die. That's so funny. Well, that's awesome. So, and now you got movies, you've got a web series, you've got all kinds of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. I'm a, this is the second season. Um, I just became a producer after the first season of a show that just got picked up by Amazon Prime called Welcome Home. And that's a really, that's a fun show. Uh, my friends uh, from New York and CBS, they, they put this, you know, show together and, and I'm pleased to be part of it for sure. And I got, it's last year professionally was seriously like all kidding aside, because you know you work and you put in your 10,000 plus hours mm-hmm. and everything. And last year was, it was interesting. It was a, again, that was 16 years. It was a real growing period of just different things. Like it's just life. Mm-hmm. And professionally it was probably one of the best and i'm super thankful for it oh great so yeah you know so while 2017 sucked for some people it was great for you (laughs) well yeah i mean it had some serious downs i mean you know just with you know some personal stuff and just happens in life so but you're um, such a positive person i I try yeah (laughs) what's the alternative i don't want to cry all the time (laughs) then it's lights out (laughs) are there crying commercials i can apply for (laughs) seriously we should we should that's what we should we should just make a role like yeah. a um, just a, a reel rather, you yes. know, and uh, just us crying just like different blubber. ways. I'm just really send it out to every audition. Ugly cry, Kim <laughs> Kardashian cry. I can do all the cries. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I love that you have done this. All these amazing things yeah. that you want to do, David, who founded our company. Yes. Like, he says, "How many people do you know who actually do the thing that they want to do?" Yeah. Very few people. And it sounds like you yeah. have, and that's very cool. Yeah, thank you. Stay right there, because next week on Voice Coaches Radio, more with our very special guest, Greg Adella. To get a hold of us here at Voice Coaches Radio, all you've got to do is email us. We are radio at voicecoaches.com. If you want more information about our program or what we do here at Voice Coaches, head to our website, voicecoaches.com. We'd love to have you. We'd love to talk to you. Until then, have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.